Here's to courageous pioneers who understand a legacy is multifaceted. Welcome to our Legacy Planning Podcast, a podcast for leaders and visionaries of all ages. Whether you are an independent entrepreneur or someone who is part of a family business, you too can leave something of value behind for a greater purpose. Perhaps your legacy will improve workplace cultures, seize authentic moments, or inspire others with your talent. Your host, Angelina Carlton, is the founder of Design Your Legacy, a boutique advisory firm based in Beverly Hills, California. She is a mentor and coach to leaders like you and has contributed to Alliance, a philanthropy magazine, as well as to women in family business. She has been recognized by Los Angeles Biz as an LA woman of influence, as well as by World HRD Congress for her work. Remember, you deserve great coaching because your legacy is worth completing. Good morning. My name is Angelina Carlton. I'm the founder of Legacy Planning or Design Your Legacy. And this morning, I am pleased to present Cynthia Loy Darst to chat with us today about coaching as well as the inside team and a variety of other related topics. So to begin, she is known as a passionate player in the world of coaching. Cynthia has a reputation for being both playful as well as inspirational. She works with all kinds of clients to move them past their limitations to more effective actions. She is a certified professional co-active coach, a certified relationship and systems coach, and one of the first eight to receive the designation of a master certified coach from the International Coach Federation in 1998. Cynthia coaches corporate executives, entrepreneurs, creative types such as actors, writers, and entertainment industry execs, as well as people in transition. And her and her husband, David Darst, also a certified professional coach, um, it, are partners with their company, Team Darst. They work with teams, couples, individuals, partnerships, organizations, and so forth. She's also a senior course leader for, for both the Coactive Training Institute and CRR Global, the Center for Right Relationship. She's also a founding member of the International Coach Federation and has served as president of ACTO the Association of Coach Training Organizations. And to top it all off, she's also been my coach. So without further ado, welcome, Cynthia. Oh, thank you so much for having me here, Angelina. This is lovely. And and what a, thank you for that beautiful introduction. Yes, yes. I know that you've definitely been a pioneer within the coaching industry. And yeah. uh, one of the things that I think I've mentioned as we've conversed over email is that uh, business coaching is around a $15 billion industry, yet technology is $94 billion. And I really want to bring the respect to the coaching industry. I want to bring the experts, the pioneers to show a face to the niche of coaching regarding how effective it is, how powerful it is. And I think that um, you're somebody that knows this industry inside and out. And with, with all of your personality, you know how to make it very serious, but at the same time, you know how to get the person off of the couch. So they're <laughs> tapping into their body and real change starts to shift within them. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's well, I, I appreciate what you're saying there. Yeah, this, this industry has, you know, it, I've seen it go from like a a whole like, wait a minute, what, what are we doing? Who, are, what do you do with people? What, what, what? To now really being out in the world and in com common conversation. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I, and I'm glad for that. I think that the that it is changing, especially with the knowledge industry. But I do remember back in 19, I'm sorry, in 2014, people would ask me, is it like art therapy? <laughs> 
good. I used to get, well, are you a soccer coach? I don't, I don't understand. I know. I know. Okay. So let's, let's dive in deep with the subject of legacy. I know that you've expressed to me that you've got a lot of thoughts about this word. So where would you like to start? Well, it's interesting to me because I think legacy might mean different things to different people, you know, and some people think legacy planning, blah, blah, blah. The way that I think of legacy is I think of it as what is the lasting impact that I want to be having in the world, right? What do, when I'm long gone, what is it that I hope remains, right? So in in the coaching world, I've been instrumental in developing leaders for CTI and for CRR Global. I've been instrumental in in supporting young coaches as they they grow. Um, One of the things that I absolutely love, here's how I know when legacy is being honored, is when I hear someone say, you know, for example, someone like Rick Tamlin, who is pretty well known in the in the personal growth world, um, I was his first coach. And to hear someone say something like, oh my God, do you know Rick Tamlin? Oh, he's incredible. And oh my God. And you know, like, and so, and they don't know who I am at all. Yes. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is that this amazing work is going on out into the world through him, through others, through people who I have helped to grow, mentor, coach over the years. That to me is legacy. Beautiful. And it's also interesting because those are those influencing factors that help to shift decisions within companies and help to heal relationships and help to make things aligned. You know, sometimes I think of, of coaching as like magic when it works. things like miracles just happen but to try and explain that is uh sometimes hard for somebody who hasn't experienced it not that i'm going to ask you to do a demo right here now but but, (laughs) yeah um yeah so and and it's also interesting because you had started out as um an aspiring actress and now i see you almost as like a director or or a producer behind the scenes that's moving these you know different you know things around in order to have the final production Oh, I, I kind of love that. It's so true. Um, it, I uh, Yes, I was an actress. I made my living as an actress in New York City back in the 80s, for God's sake. But it's what brought me into the coaching world. I met some of the early players and was part of that early developmental work of, of having coaching come into being, right. um, particularly co-active coaching. Um, so, so there was that piece of it, but you're right. Because many years... I needed to be on stage. I needed to be in the spotlight to be the one who was delivering whatever it was. Right. And now I, uh, while I'm, I still enjoy that. It, it, it's not so. It doesn't have to be me. I see so many young, so much young, wonderful talent. Right. That bridges that gap to the next generation, and that's what I want to support. Absolutely. And you can also understand what it is to walk in their footsteps because you've been standing on that stage alone, eyeballs on you going, oh, my gosh, you know, is this going to be like, you know, night at the Arsenio Hall or, you know, are they going to be throwing something at me because. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, you're on to something. I think that's what actually has me be um, like, like I'm thinking right now at CTI, we recently brought on 45 
new front of room leaders. 45, okay. for God's sake, right? Okay. And and here they, they're smart, wonderful, talented people. And now here they are. They go out into lead a course and they mainly do wonderful work. But then there's there's always someone who is like, you know, who it was like, I don't like what you just said to me or whatever, you know, like they didn't do it right. Okay. And I know from my own experience that that's normal. So, so there's a vulnerability mm -hmm. when you're out in the world, when you, when you are speaking your wisdom or offering your thoughts and your truth. It's, yeah. That's, and it's vulnerable to do. So people, many people are going to love it and some people won't. And how do you, how do you hold both without thinking you need to move toward one or the other? In conforming, you know? absolutely. Yes. yes. Yeah. So um, so here's my next question, but I want to say something before you answer. And the next question is, why does legacy matter? And um, so uh, one of the reasons why I'm also doing this legacy series is both to have different positive role models to talk about legacy, but yeah. also to have a variety of resources because some people, they can say, oh, I'm not coachable. Or they'll say, oh, I don't like that coach. Or I don't like that coach because of all their biases. Great here's going to be one coach you will like, maybe you'll right. like, right. You know, the one with the, you know, that hairstyle, the one with that height, the one with, and that one that you'll resonate with personality wise. So it doesn't have to be, you know, well, I don't, you know, whatever it is that they're going to say, they're going to finally find somebody that they're like, Oh, that person gets me or whatever Absolutely. it is that clicks. Right. Right. So true. So I, I got lost. I got, I know you asked a question in oh. there somewhere and I forgot what it was. Say it uh, wh again. Why does legacy matter? Why does legacy matter? You know, I, I it, if my first reaction is because it matters to me, mm. like, like, like it, it, ha it, so, so when I'm, as I'm thinking about that, as you said that question, I think about different people who have had influence in the world whether it's in a political way, whether it's through medicine or science, whether it's in art, like whether it's in business, yeah? There's, there's, there are people who have come before uh, on whose shoulders we build, on, you know, whose, whose ideas give us a foundation for now formulating more thoughts and being more creative. You know, good. good. Yes. And, and like, so in the coaching world, two of my, well, my main mentors have been Henry Kimsey house, Karen Kimsey house, Laura Whitworth, the people who founded CTI, mm -hmm. right? Those pioneers, those pioneers. And every one of them would be um, irritated with me. If all I did was to take their ideas forward. Yes. If, if I didn't now create on their shoulders, to to come up to add my Value. thoughts to mm -hmm. the to the equation and that's and that to me is is like why it matters good 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 it's very yeah. personal it's personal yeah yeah, yeah. and there's also an uh, what i might call like an integrity piece right there because you know that yeah yeah what no what do you see there what do you see i love it uh, um because you know that you can bring more. So you're not going to just stay within the safe lane. You're going to yes. say, how can I raise the ceiling and even grow myself? Because they, they had to be pioneers. And now if you're, you know, you've worked with them and now you're showing up. That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's right. So That's it's great. not for the faint of heart. No, it's not. It's yeah. not for the faint of heart. You know, and, and some people, like you said, some people won't like what I add to the equation and other people, it's life changing. Right. And I, right. and I, I like how this is a compliment, by the way, I like how direct you are, like how almost like in your face you are, because sometimes people, unless you get right in their face, they won't hear you. Yeah. You, you, like there's some people you can kind of give like what I call hint language. <laughs> <laughs> right. And there's other people you just gotta... <laughs> Yeah. I'm very direct. Unless I, unless I actually know what you're talking about and it's addressed to me, I often don't get the hint. That's, that's part of my, you know, and, right. and some of that's cultural, you know? Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, how has the journey been for you? Has it been uh, easy regarding, you know, defining, developing, executing your legacy? Did you have these great coaches that steered you and was it super easy or was there elements of soul searching? You have the floor on that. Oh, wow. That's, you know, it, to me, it, it has all just unfolded. My life, I, I, I never in a million years when I was young thought I would be here now. It, it was not on the radar. I had no clue right? The world of coaching when I was coming out of college and graduate school didn't, it, it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like maybe in some corner of the world, but not, but not like, so, um, so I'm not sure that I'm answering your question. You might have to ask again it, but it, what I, what I see is that the, the road has been, um, winding, it's been a little like, oh, this is over here. Oh, look at that. Oh, let, oh let's try that. Okay. Like, you know, so much. Here's, here's what's been funny. Here, let me just say one other piece of this. One of the things I noticed is that I kept thinking that I needed to know where I was going. Oh. Right? And build. Now I'm going to build a plan. And right. almost always the most interesting places life has taken me it's because I was moving in a direction, but I was open to influence. And I was like, oh, what are you doing up here with this thing at the coach? What's this coaching thing? Oh, that looks interesting. Let me go try that. Oh, that's fascinating. Oh, relationship coaching? What's that? What's that mean? Oh, oh, okay. Let's try that. Like, it's always been out my, when my curiosity. Okay has led me forward, okay. that has been the most interesting thing in my own development. Okay. Okay. So, so the question of being, how has the journey been? It's been adventurous. Adventurous. It has been absolutely adventurous and sometimes confusing and often delightful. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. And, and emotionally you were up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. I agree with you. I think that uh, if we re- rewind back a few decades, there there was nothing in colleges or universities, or it was nothing like go to work with mom or dad, and they were a, a you know a business coach or an executive coach or right, right. I've heard I I have met a few people who say that they've been coaching for over thirty years. Very few, right? Yeah. So it somehow existed somewhere, but no one knew where it was. <laughs> and I think.
think it's also transformed. And I just want to say this before I move on to the next question. I think uh -huh. it's also transformed a bit of the world of psychology, because one of the questions that coaching asks is instead of the what's wrong conversation or what's wrong with the client, they shifted over to, to what's possible or where do we want to go, which yes. shifts the energy shifts where we're looking for answers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that to me is the biggest, it, that's the foundational shift between like what you're pointing to is quite often the people who used to call themselves a business coach 35 years ago, they were a therapist formerly, or they were a business calling themselves a coach. Mm -hmm. This fundamental shift that you're talking about, about looking at what's working, what is, what does this person want? Where are they going? What do they want to create as opposed to what's the deficiency? Right. That's, that's fundamental. And that's coaching. And I, and I wanted to highlight that because a lot of people who don't know need to know that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cause coaches are not necessarily, for example, <laughs> there's certain companies out there when they bring the consultants and the, the employees go, Oh my gosh, we're about to lose our job. Okay. Yeah. That's not, that's not us. <laughs> no. Uh -uh, uh -uh, uh -uh. Well, there, you know, you're so, so when people are new to the party, they, pr they often think that coaching is about fixing something. Right. Or that there's a problem. That's actually not coaching. That's that's problem solving. Great Correct. Good for that. Sometimes right. that's useful. What what you're talking about is absolutely almost always when I get brought in now, it's it's we've got these high performers. We want to take them to the next level. We see them as the up and coming management of our company. How do we grow them to be ever more effective leaders? Right. And I think coaches know how to steer those questions and they know how to steer those conversations. And I just wanted That's to right. highlight that for a moment um, for people um, who might not know uh, the value that coaches bring. So again, yeah. Okay. I know this is repetitive probably. For, for, okay. All right. Not a problem. Okay. So you did an amazing TED talk, TEDx talk. Yes. And I wanted to bring that up for a moment. Um, so when we're no longer, and I'll put the link in the show notes, when we're no Thanks. longer operating out of fear and we feel safe within mm -hmm. ourselves, mm -hmm. you've said we can create magic. Um, do you want to speak at all about the TED Talk? Sure. Okay. I'd be happy to. It, to me, well, what it, what it has been a reflection of is my journey as a woman, my journey, my journey as a human being. I was, um, I was brought up in a loving family. I had, you know, but, but I was always, uh, kind of terrified, like hoping that I measured up, hoping that I was enough. Did I look cute enough? Was I smart enough? Was I kind of, did people want to be around me? Like, like there was a lot, I had no idea. There was so much performance energy around because I, because I didn't, I didn't feel safe to just be me. I didn't. And so what the gift of coaching has been to me these past 30 years is I've been coached a lot. I've worked with wonderful coaches. I've done lots of good training. I've had beautiful support and it's helped me to find out that I don't need, I don't have to prove enough. There's nothing to prove. I'm here. I'm whole. I'm safe within myself. And so now 
now all bets are off. I can create whatever I want. Whatever I want. You're free. I'm free. I'm free from needing to be any certain way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I'll just highlight for a moment your TED Talk referred to something yeah. called the inside team, which is the, yeah. the voices that can sometimes be in our head. And not that we're schizophrenic, but it's like the voices that are like, do this or do that. Yeah. Or this is not and the saboteur. You're not measuring up. That's not good enough. That person. And you don't compare to that person. And, and yeah. And then if for the physical stuff, you don't look right. You're not tall enough. You're not your hair color. The, the, this, the, 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 yes. And it can go on for 50,000 miles. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just to, just to highlight the idea of the inside team is that anything that we're thinking about, right? Exactly what you said, whether it's how do I want to dress today or what's the business I want to create or how do I want to be in relationship? What we have in our head is there's an internal conversation, Yeah, you know, and it might be like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I created this whole new company? Wouldn't that be cool? And then there's immediately like a, well, I don't know, that's going to cost money. You don't have the time for that. You know, like, so there, so it's not just one negative thought, there's an entire team that's in there talking. And with inside team, we find out who are they? And what is it they're trying to do? Yeah, there's a, a commercial out uh, Zillow.com. If you ever see it, it, I was like, Oh, they've got Cynthia's idea. What I, <laughs> I, and I just want to point out for a moment that what I liked about your concept is that you're willing to give the microphone to all those players to say, yeah, what is it that that you have a value that you really need me to know? Because I think, for example, like in yoga, sometimes they call it the monkey mind, and then they want yeah. us to silence it. But the problem with silencing those voices sometimes is it's like the iceberg that grows below the ocean. Yeah. And they, then they want to like crawl and take over and dominate because nobody's given them the microphone. That's right. Yeah. And they get a little cray cray, a little crazy. Yes. Oh, oh totally. <laughs> right. I, I think of it like this, Angelina. I think of it like, imagine if you had a really good friend who cared a great deal for you. And they had something that they want you to know or think about. And you kept going, shut up, shut up, go away. I don't want to hear about that. Shut up. What would they do? That good friend, they would start getting louder right. and they would start being more like, no, oh, you gotta listen. You got, hey, this is important. You're going to drive off the cliff. Like they wouldn't just go away. Yes. Yeah. Right? right. So that's it. So if you just finally turn toward them and say, what is it that's so important here? What is it that you want me to hear? Quite often there's a this what I would call a, a wisdom or at least a little bit of useful information. Yeah, yeah. Which I find, um, if I were to compare it to our external world, I think so often in today's society, people will marginalize that voice that they don't want to hear. So if we're doing it to our outside world, and as we know, people are, they operate in patterns. So how we do one thing is how we do everything. Why would we then listen to the compared to writing off? That's exactly. We're not used to being able to go, okay, I've got a clear opinion. I know who I am. I know my position. Now let me be curious about other people. Yeah. Right. Right. Let me just, let me just listen. I don't have to change my thoughts. Let me listen and see what's here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think 
I think that that's uh, really important. That's one of the reasons why on this legacy series podcast, I wanted to have a variety of individuals, make it as inclusive as possible. Uh, you know, wealthy, people who are not wealthy, people who have different perspectives, people that are artists, people that are just, you know, because I don't Fabulous. think legacy necessarily belong, belongs to one type of person. But having said that also, I could point uh, the viewer or the listener to a website called WealthX and two thirds of the affluent today are self-made. So if they're going to be in a world of intense loneliness, you know, they, they're not going to relate to somebody necessarily that comes from, you know, 500 years of, you know, a family heritage. Yes. Yes. Right? Okay. Okay. So going very back. Cool. Very cool. So, thank you. So question, going back to question three. So what type of magic, when you feel safe within yourself, no, lo yeah. lo no longer operating out of fear, what type of magic would you like to create with your personal life legacy? Oh, wow. What a great question. Well, you're, it's an interesting thing because, because as I get more and more safe within myself, um, I, this, this is going to sound paradoxical. It has me not be on an urgent timetable to create or prove, right? Okay. If I'm wanting to do something, I now go, okay, let me map it out in a way that actually is going to work, right? So, so there's that, there's less rushing, less needing to, oh, I've got to get that. I said I would, and I better do that, you know, so that relaxes. Then there's also, uh, and how do I want to experience my life? What's important about my life? I got clear um, in a conversation with, with some friends that what, you know, they're, they're, in the, in the world of entrepreneurial work, there are two different kinds of business. There's, there is a growth business, like okay. let me build a business, right, with a whole team. And there's a lifestyle business. Yes. And I got clear that I wanted a lifestyle business. I want a business where I can have my clients. Hey, I can decide to take off for a few days and it's not a big deal. I, like. I, I can go do Pilates this afternoon in the middle of the day because I don't have to have meetings all afternoon. Yes. Right? Yes. And I can shape my way in a way that takes care of me, where I can take care of my friends and my family, and where I'm en enjoying the process of my life more fully. I would want the same for all of them. You're operating out of a place of your cup being full. Yeah. 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 Abundance of, yes. And I feel very grateful that yeah. I, I'm in that place, right? Yeah, because um, you realized, I don't want to use the word lucky. I think it's uh, that you get to be I've actualist. been lucky. Yeah. I've, I've been lucky and I've made good choices. Yeah. And it's also beautiful artistry because you stepped forward to what I might call design your life or design your legacy. You're, you are proactively designing it compared to being reaction, compared to being yes. in reaction mode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, just speaking of that, it's like so often when people think about legacy, they think about family and children. I always, when I was young, I always thought I would have children. And yet we did not end up having children. It's just, it's not what was in the cards for us. It's not how it played out. And there have been times where I've been like, you know, like, oh, missing that a little bit. But the fact of the matter is, it's, it's, it's kind of magical because I've been able to have 
a broader legacy and do more work in the world. Before COVID, I had spent 25 years getting on planes almost every other weekend to go deliver courses all over the world. Mm-hmm. So it's like, could I have done that with small children? No, it yeah. would not have worked, you know? This, so this has been a blessing to me and a different kind of legacy than I ever thought my life would have. Good, good. And I, and I appreciate that you're acknowledging that because some people yeah. would, would, you know, especially with all the pressures on women, See that, that, so yeah. that was, that was in my past. Oh my God. Oh my God. Am I going to be a mother? Should I try to be a mother? Should we do this to be a mother? <laughs> what would it mean if I'm not a mother? Who am I as a woman? If right. I'm not a mother. Who yes. Am I? And I, I had to do that kind of deep soul searching work to be able to find, to be able to find me if I'm not performing any certain societal expectation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Very good. Right. So, and I also know that like, for, for instance, uh, Jennifer Aniston, somebody, it was some new, newspaper. I don't remember what, which newspaper it was. They wrote a whole thing about her and she, the fact she didn't have kids or maybe she was defending herself. And I thought, why does she even have to defend herself? But if we were talking about the pressures and the expectations, it's, yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. And to find that inner peace within to say, I can be yeah, okay. To, to find out how do I measure my worth? How do I measure my worth? Not how does society, not how does, you know, how do I? Because yeah. that's where we have to stand, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so one of the great distinctions that I liked, and, and, and so I'm going to, go dark for a second here all right okay go for so, it so you've spoken about the voices or players in one's head so if yeah. somebody is bullying themselves within one's head <laughs> then all right I, i'll start the sentence if you'd like to finish the sentence okay <laughs> go ahead i want to hear i want to hear your question in there well so you know it, it then it so so I, I kind of wrote it more as a statement. So bullying starts in, in one's inner dialogue and then it gets brought out to others. And so in this sense, I can think about even narcissists. If somebody is tormented, they're not at a place of inner peace. Now they're going to have to relieve that inner torment and they're just going to pick on people, whether it's in the schoolyard, universities, mm-hmm. the workplace. I mean, when I look at the statistics in uh, corporations, not just corporate America, but all over the world. So it's one of the things that didn't get in the TED talk properly. Okay, which (laughs) is hard to be on stage sometimes, right? Is that the quite like the bullying can it can start in here or it can start out there and then we bring it in. Yeah, right, right. So let's say that you're a perfectly wonderful child growing up and then some other person starts making fun of you. Okay. Or starts poking at you, or you're not, you know, blah, 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 blah. Now I start doing something called introjecting. I start bringing that information inside and I start then judging myself with it. Right? Yeah. Yep. Our number one enemy can be ourselves. Keep going, please. Right. And yeah. now I go, let's just say, you know, going on with the female thing. Let's, oh, now, oh, I'm too fat. Someone thought I was fat. I must be too fat. How am I? Am I too fat? Oh my God. I, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so, so that can be a, 
a thing where now I start bullying myself. And the right? cycle begins. Right. And now I start, I see that person over there and I start to say that you're too fat, you know, now. <laughs> and the the, the and, pattern gets cemented. Right. Yeah. So the, so the, with, with inside team, one of the things that I've been doing lately is, okay. um, when people are up to something, when they want change, one of the most normal things is for those voices to get really loud. Because they don't want that change. Keep going. Yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Because they're trying to keep the status quo. Right. Right. They're trying to, you are surviving very well right this second. So we don't give a crap if you thrive. You just need to survive. Right. Stay the same. Yes with the voices one thing to do and you were pointing to it earlier is if we can notice that loud voice and find the way to turn toward it and find out what is it trying to do for us now the way that it's doing it may be crappy maybe nasty but what's the what's the little two percent useful right i'm too fat what are you trying to tell me I'm too fat. What is it you actually want for me? Do you want for me to be accepted? Do you want for me to be healthy? What's that? Now let me look in that direction. Right? Yeah. yeah. What's and, and now let me see what I can do to comfort that part of me. So, so the, the cycle doesn't perpetuate and become bigger. And then you have somebody in a position of power that then torments their team, their family, their company, their shareholders, their, right. yeah. Right. And, and the more power well, someone has, the more they need these tools. Well, you're also now uh, like pointing to the work of John Gottman and his team. Do you know, do you know the, um, the, he calls it the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Okay. Okay. That create, that is toxic behavior. Yeah. And I, and I like that you, and I realize we've got less than five minutes left. I but know. Yeah. But I, one of the things I think that you're pointing to is when, if you go back to the root of something, we could, you know, have a completely healthy childhood and then walk into a room. This is what I call it. Like, and coaches are a little bit more aware of this. And let's say everyone's laughing and you're laughing. You don't know why, because you're absorbing it. Let's say you walk into a room and everybody is, they have a certain mindset. If you can't have like the clarity to know that's their stuff, here's my stuff. You could, the voices in your head could adopt their messages and those become the leaders in your head. Your, your thoughts? Oh, I think you're absolutely right. Because, because what we tend to want to do as human beings is to fit, is to fit into the culture, to fit into the, so, so let's say we're new to a company, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And here we are, we've had a great life and now we're suddenly in a situation. You're making me think of one of my bosses a hundred years ago, <laughs> who was extremely contemptuous. She okay. made fun of people all the time. Yes. And, we, and this was before I was trained as a coach. So I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to say anything or do anything in the face of this. But what I, what I see now is that we all just got on board. We all just laughed at her nasty humor mm -hmm. and we all were hoping she wouldn't attack us. Yeah. Yeah. And I know of examples in you know, corporate American companies that are multi-billion dollar company and you've got bosses and managers that stand on their chair like five-year-olds and yell at their associates and they can get away with it. Oh, God. Yeah. 
Okay, so any, oh, can you name one benefit to when a client can redirect their attention to the relationships within their head? And I might add also their heart and their body because it can stay within, yeah. <coughs> mm. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kind of imagining that. It's like what I know about a situation where you've got a screamer. Hey, yes, <laughs> and they're out there. And they're out there. It's like what we all tend to do is just, you know, go for cover. We all tend to just and then sort of acquiesce to whatever that person wants. That that does not and never will create strong relationships and strong teams. Not ever. Mm -hmm. What it will do is have people behave in a way to avoid your wrath. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and it will never create trust, positivity, respect. It never will. So will it get something done in the short term? Sure it will. Sure. But will that company last over time? Uh, not well. And more often than not, the younger people coming up today they're not interested in being in that kind of command control situation. They won't yeah. tolerate it. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I think a lot of the young people today, uh, Generation Z and millennials, and even a little bit of Generation X, we have different expectations. We have a, a higher level of directness regarding our rebellion. And especially with family businesses, I, I find it very interesting because with succession, you're going to have 100 year plus year old family businesses and Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's like, it's a different ball game. It has to, I think that's why relationship coaching is now people are starting to get that if the relationship themselves aren't working, then it can really impact the company. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Cause you also add uh, the pressure of, you know, when you talk about performance, well, this company has been here for a hundred years and we've been here and your great grandfather and the father before him. And even, um, yeah, I, I think that, that that's a huge pressure because now, you know, you talked before about can I authentically be myself? And yes. And so now little Timmy or little Sally, who might be 20 or 25, 30, maybe even a little older. Now, if they're stepping into those shoes, how do they meld those two worlds, bringing them together? And now, I mean, talk about the inside team there. Now the voices are going to be even louder. <laughs> Crazy, right? Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. No. Yeah. No. Um, any other uh, benefits when a client can redirect their attention to the relationships within their heart, head and body? Anything else regarding um, how it can bring new awareness to what they notice? Well, you're, you're pointing to something that I'm starting to explore with um, with particularly with executives, but just with human beings. One of the things that I find can be very, very useful is one if I start to get to know my inside team, the conversation in my head, and start to find out who's talking, who tends to make the decisions, who always has to have a voice. Like if I can start to find out about that, and now let's say that you and I are working together, and you know about your inside team, and I know about mine, we can start to have a conversation about, okay, 
So as we create this project together, here's what here, there's a part of me that needs to have a very clear plan. And then there's a part of me that's very creative, right? And then you say, okay, there's a part of me that needs this and so, and it part, you know, and, and we can start to educate each other about, oh, and by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> here's, here's what can go wrong, right? Here's the one who, if, if we don't communicate well, here's the one that can get all twisted. Mm-hmm. And now, now we are in partnership about how to work together. Yes. Rather than just, you know, like, oh, it's you, you know, or me, you know. And I want to say one other piece about integrity, which is I think when that those voices from the inside team can come forward and get honored, then it's not somebody else's story getting pushed on us, somebody else's narrative. We get to invite the voices in our head to come forward and get honored. That's right. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. But you're kind of also pointing into in there is also that it's not all or nothing. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. But that takes an awareness that takes expanding the space yes. and bringing in sometimes if I mean, I make it a presumption that the individual doesn't already have these skills and this knowledge and so forth. Being open to bringing in an outside expert, coach, advisor, whatever their title is. OK. And and, and saying, I will allow you into my space so that they then don't take that stress home and yell at their spouse, their kids, whoever, but yet they can have what I might call from that chaos, beautiful art emerge when they can get it organized. Ah, beautiful. That's so cool. I I love the way you said that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, just where my mind went as you were talking there is that to me, one of the very main things that, that coaches do, a good coach, is going to help to create awareness, right? So that our brilliant, wonderful client, naturally creative, resourceful, and whole, finds their best way forward, right? Yes. Or discovers, discovers new information about how they think so that they can make their choices ever more effectively, mm-hmm. right? And, and so that's, yeah. So just to, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I, and I would add to that, I think like we talked about magic before, I think there's a little bit of an element of alchemy because you're creating new paths to the mailbox. You're creating new paths where none have been before. Yes. And, and, and I, so I just wanted yes. to also add that as an FYI to people learning about coaching right now, not only does your uh, inside team not want the status quo to change, but one of the first things that can happen when there's growth with coaching is the people around you go, oh, he or she has changed. Right? Yes. yes. Right? Yes. Well, we only knew you as the frustrated person that was stuck. Well, and, and we don't know what to do with you now that you have a vision and you're, you're ready, you're moving forward. Like, what do we do? How do we relate to you now? Yes. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up. Okay. Awesome. That's funny. That's Um, funny. Do you have a favorite coaching tool and why? I have a favorite coaching tool. You know, um, over the years, what I, what I keep coming back to time and time again is it seems like the number one thing that I do 
besides working with inside team because I dig it, but it's not the right tool for every job, um, is to is to come back to working with someone on what do they truly value? What is what is really important and essential to this person? Yeah, I was working with a with a client earlier today who's the owner of a startup, a tech guy, brilliant, brilliant. And boy, does he love creating and 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 working with people and blah, 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 blah. And we kept um, we kept kind of bumping up against something today. And I said, you know, I'm I'm hearing a value that's important to you that I don't think we've ever named. And it actually had something to do with responsibility and integrity and and just finding that value helped to then anchor his thinking so that it wasn't all about creativity and fun that 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 mm-hmm. but this piece of responsibility was really important to him yes and right? i and i think that's another gift that coaches bring is um allowing the unseen to become seen Yes, yes, yes. Because, to, be, to be able to articulate and name something in a way that it becomes more real for the client. Yeah, so like a second set of ears or eyes, yes. 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 Okay, okay. Yeah. And um, nice. would you like to mention any insights about the internal members of your inside team? And then we will close in this exciting <laughs> chat. Oh, let's see. There's some that, there, there's some that I... Um, that I have loved and worked with over time who are not showing up quite as much today. One of my favorites is one that I call Ms. Train. (laughs) When I was a young coach, this is probably what had me be successful, honest to God. So there's this part of me that is like, she's, she's like, get the hell out of the way. We're creating something. We're like, boom, like, you know, she had to sort of be queen of the mountain, you know. Right, 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 right. And and um and and I, she she does not really run the show now. Okay. <laughs> but but then she was important, you know. Yeah. She was important. She was she was an important part of my power. Because she would run through like a marathon and then leap over every hurdle and, yeah, brick wall and yes, yes. Yeah. Like a bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Miss Train, like get out of the way because here's the train, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah. And and anything else you'd like to share before we wrap? No, I don't. Thank you. This this has been a, a really interesting and unusual conversation, and I've I've just very much appreciated your 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 curiosity and the way that you are looking at legacy and the way that you're unfolding this conversation it's uh thank you very much for having me in your podcast it's my honor and and one of the reasons like i mentioned again in addition to and i know i'm repeating myself for the audience in addition to showing positive role models like that game of show and tell growing up um and to show resources i think also coaches can sometimes especially new coaches they can get locked into this um you know the only thing we hear from them is the sales pitch you know book now <laughs> and i thought you know why not show coaches like i, w- I don't want to say in their natural habitat but, uh, but but almost like the other conversations we have how we talk to each other how we think about things w- what we say when we're not coaching a client directly because there's so much that's like the other 50 percent it's great 
and I, and I think that, you know, it's like, not that this is reality TV, but, but in a sense, it's like, I I wanted to bring more reality to this world other than, you know, the Facebook ads and right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank Thank you you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. 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 Bye-bye. Bye-bye.